Blog Talk Radio. Bible study of the Blessed Hope Community Church, and we want to thank you uh, for visiting with us tonight, and uh, we praise God's name that we can have fellowship with you. And uh, this is also uh, the uh, Sound Heart Radio, Sound Heart, a Sound Heart Radio, and uh, that name was chosen uh, from the Word of God, a sound heart, uh, that is a healthy heart. <clears throat> and uh, Blessed Hope Community Church, uh, that name was chosen uh, because of the hope of the uh, snatching out of the church. Uh, that is the, what some call the rapture. And it points to and it looks to uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus with a wondrous expectation. And uh, I want to behold him, and I want to see him in his glory. And John states that uh, we shall be like him uh, in, in constitution, in nature, uh, because we shall see him as he is in his glorified person. We shall behold him. And if you think about that, uh, that is a healing vision. We shall behold him. We shall see him. Uh, we shall see the incarnate Jesus, the Theanthropos, the God-man, uh, in his glorified uh, resurrection body. And we shall also uh, see him with the wounds uh, in his glorified humanity that were suffered uh, on our behalf for eternity uh, eternity those wounds uh, are in his person and so I think about this uh, constantly uh, what uh, what foreign type of love is this and uh, John writes about this in First John. What foreign type of love is this? And it, it is indeed a foreign a type of love that, that God has uh, shown us and demonstrated to us through the person of his son, Jesus. So he belongs to me, and I belong to him. There is a reciprocal uh, power uh, in that relationship. Uh, we call it fellowship. And so being in fellowship with the Lord Jesus uh, is a, a constant desire for me. Uh, that is to have joint things in common with Christ. And let me tell you, when 
you have that beautific vision in your heart, uh, it will elevate you. And it will open uh, vistas of awareness hitherto unknown. I'm just speaking uh, from personal experience. Uh, he is the beatific vision. And so uh, it is wonderful to know him and to know that one has uh, this type of uh, eternal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to move into our study uh, for tonight. Father, we do thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us on Calvary, on Calvary's three, three in 33 A.D. He died a substitutionary death on our behalf, Lord. He was buried and rose again the third day, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures. And so we are the thankful and grateful Lord that when we do sin, we can confess our sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. So there is the cosmic system that is characterized <clears throat> by darkness, by dark powers, by dark foes. And the principal dark foe is the devil, the Satan, <clears throat> uh, the Categoros. Please read uh, Revelation 12. Revelation 12 talks of, uh, gives these titles of the old serpent, the devil, the Categoros. And uh, if I have time, I'm going to go into <clears throat> that name. When we rarely hear uh, much information about the Categoros and what he does uh, uh, in the lives of believers in order to harm, hinder, uh, and, and, and really curtail uh, the relationship that... Uh, Believer that the believer should have with the living Christ. So, uh, the title of this evening uh, message is Deliverance. You know what the word deliver means. Deliver means. Uh, deliverance out from postmodern Egyptian double distresses. So, uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, the, the name Egypt is really a Hebrew word, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. And um, so it means double distresses. And so we're going to go to the book of Exodus. And we're, I'm going to, there are some things I want to share with you tonight out of that book. Um, so Exodus means deliverance or the way out. There was the Isodus, and that is when God's people went into Egypt uh, under Joseph. Joseph's family sojourned uh, in Egypt, in Goshen, and uh, they began to proliferate, and they became a threat uh, to Seti. And uh, uh, so 
Seti is the the uh, Pharaoh uh, under whom uh, the people of God were were given were under uh, what is called corvée or for, forced labor. Forced labor. You will find later in the New Testament under the reign of Solomon uh, he he put his people under corvée. That is forced labor. And he expanded the boundaries, <clears throat> the particular districts uh, under his command uh, in order to gather more revenue from his people. This, now, this was Solomon. So, uh, and we, we read much, there's a great deal of detailed information given in the Word of God about his reign and what he accomplished and what David left for him to do and what hindered uh, his life and his growth. But that's another another study. So um, I want to, I'm going to begin reading from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, verses 12 through 19. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 uh, through 19. Quote, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you or to test you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And I, I love these words. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer, as a busybody in other men's matters. Uh, Literally, meddler in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, it's a really, uh, this is a really frightening verse, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, and we are saved because, or through the imputed righteousness of Christ, um, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God keep, uh, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. The elders, chapter 5, verse 1, which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. You see the, the, the theme, the common uh, recurring theme uh, 
in Peter's thinking is the connection of the believer in his present circumstances or situation to the sufferings of Christ. Okay? Uh, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. So I'm going to stop there for a moment. And I want to read uh, to you from Revelation chapter 1. Revelation 1. I'm going to go back to Peter. So this is what uh, John writes. And this is, uh, this is Revelation 1.9. Quote, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. And here that word tribulation means uh, grievous affliction. It is the word thalipsis, and it means uh, to break or to crush. I, John, who also am your brother and companion, koinonos is the word uh, that is used, uh, koinonos, uh, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Uh, that word is hupomini, hupomini. It means, uh, pay, it means uh, to allow what God wants uh, to occur in your life to bring you to maturity. Let it have its work. That is, bear up under it, be at home in it, and God will give you the ability to charge forth in victory. This is supernatural enablement. This is the resurrection power of Christ at work in the lives of believers, and it is available to believers. Please read Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So, uh, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, some years ago, uh, and this word also tribulation that he uses, it means to squeeze. What an, what an incredible verse. Uh, and people would probably, you know, say, well, why would a person be exiled uh, for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ? Again, what we have to understand the nature of the cosmic system. Everything in the cosmic system is antithetical to the purpose of God. Remember, the Bible opens, that is, the Old Testament opens, Genesis 1, with a darkness that could be felt. It was a thick, uh, impenetrable darkness. And so, and the Spirit of God and, uh, vibrated uh, over the face of the roaring deep. That's the idea in Hebrew. And the Spirit of God uh, shown uh, his, the, 
judgment. God said, light be, and light was. And so there you, you, you see darkness and uh, what it was like in Genesis chapter 1. When we go to John's gospel in the New Testament chapter 1, uh, we read about the Logos of the Word uh, who entered into the cosmic system and uh, uh, the darkness, John writes, uh, of the cosmos could not overtake the light. And so John, uh, John chapter 1 predates Genesis uh, 1 verse 1 because we have the eternality of, of the Logos, the Word of God. And so there is this combat, this, this, this um, primordial combat with darkness. And what did he come to do? Well, because uh, according to Ephesians chapter 2, we were dead in trespasses and sins, then um, there was darkness in our souls. So, and because of the darkness uh, that was in our souls, Jesus, the wonderful light, uh, and the Spirit of God enabled us to, to believe the truth. This is what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, this is uh, verse 3, 2 Corinthians 4, 3. But if our gospel be hid, our good news, it is hid to them that are lost. Now, that word means destroyed or ruined. The word lost. In whom the God of this ion, read Galatians 1.4, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So, these individuals, these people refused the salvation. They refused to believe the light. They refused to come to the light. Uh, and so this is their judgment. So, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Now notice, Notice the sovereign judgment of God. If you want to read more about the sovereign judgment of God upon the minds of people, read Romans chapter 1, where Paul writes that those who refuse God, he, God, sovereignly gave them minds, uh, gave to them minds void of results. That is, God made them ineffectual. He judged their thinking. Uh, they did not want God in their thinking, and so God judged their thinking, which was against them, against him. And so uh, one cannot escape the judgment of God. We, because we are limited creatures, finite creatures, we can say, yes, uh, well, I'm going to reject the word of God in this area. But then God can sovereignly reject he can sovereignly reject us. We can, uh, our rejection is relative because we are finite. It is a sovereign. That is absolute. Uh, no one can overrule uh, or what he says. That's it, period. So 
uh, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, now Paul goes back to Genesis chapter 1, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Wow, this is beautiful. And so, Salvation is of God. Uh, in, our, in our spiritually ruined condition, uh, look what God was able to do and, and overrule so that God could uh, bring us to salvation. Look what he did for us. Jesus died a substitutionary death on that cross. And God commanded the light to shine out, uh, out of darkness. So, and this, so we, we are saved. And uh, the salvation that we receive uh, from God through Christ Jesus is eternal. We have eternal salvation. No one can pluck us uh, from his hand. No one can pluck us from the Father's hand. No, no one can do it. Why is that language important? Why is it pertinent for us to understand that language? Because in 1 John 5, uh, John talks about the devil uh, who cannot exert a modifying influence. Uh, that is, he cannot touch us so as to exert a modifying influence upon our lives. That is, uh, to discontinue or to destroy the relationship that we have in Jesus. The cosmic system is hostile to God. The cosmic system is hostile to believers. Now, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus talks about uh, the, the plagues or diseases that are going to be uh, over the face of the earth in the last days. And so uh, we hear we're hearing more information about biolabs where uh, pathogens were manipulated and, and, and created in order to uh, what they call race specific. And so this is the the the, the technology that they have the destructive technologies. Uh, with regard to pathogenic we uh, weapon systems, they can target specific populations. Uh, Paul writes that in the last days, hard times will come. So they can target uh, specific populations uh, for population uh, control. And also for their their uh, depopulation agenda, so they will do this. They uh, so they use the atmosphere, 
they have weapon, uh, they have weather technology that can uh, manipulate the weather. They can manipulate the oceans and the seas. They can manipulate rain. They can uh, manipulate storms, hurricanes, snow. Remember uh, when Texas had uh, that super freeze and uh, what it did to people and to their lives. And so some of these things are, in some of these areas, they're doing beta testing uh, with these technologies. But these other technologies, uh, like radiation, 5G, uh, these, these vaccines, uh, these technologies have been planned for a long time. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth for holding the good and the evil. God knows. When God... Uh, in, in John 3, and Jesus talks about evil men, Poneros. He talks about evil men, how they will not come to the light. Uh, because they love darkness rather than light. That's real. Every word that Jesus speaks, you can take it. I mean, it, it, I was going to say take it to the bank, but he didn't want to do that. Uh, uh, be careful of banks and... Uh, you know what they've done to Canada? They they can, uh, anytime they want to, they can freeze bank accounts. Keep cash, keep money with you. Uh, get some hard assets. Get some commodities. Uh, get food, water, uh, warm clothing, blankets. Get fuel. Uh, get what you need uh, to in the coming days. You don't know what's going to come down. Uh, the Fed just announced today that they're going to be doing rate hikes. So... Uh, interest rates are going to go up, uh, uh, so uh, prices are going to go up. And one guy we talked about, uh, he talked about an interest rate apocalypse. He talked about an inflation apocalypse. Uh, since I want you to be ready, okay? And uh, God has told us beforehand, Paul wrote, test everything. We can't afford to be passive. Uh, if that is part of your attitude about what you hear uh, is going on, you need to pray to God about that because you need, uh, you and I need to, to prepare our families, uh, food and water. Uh, and uh, you can have, have some forms of, of barter, so be prepared. Um, uh, protect yourselves. That's all I want to say. And I'm saying that. Because uh, we're in Egypt. We're under devil distresses. And, uh, you know, we're under a, uh, uh, a form of government that I don't want to you know, choose to discuss, uh, discuss in detail, but... Uh, in the book of Exodus, Seti uh, felt that he was threatened and uh, he wanted to get rid of the people of God, whose ancestor, uh, Joseph, uh, had blessed Egypt uh, when they were in danger of famine. And 
so so evidently uh so Seti was the the pharaoh of the, of the oppression of the people of God. And uh, Ramesses II is going to be, he is the pharaoh of the Exodus. He is a, so we have two pharaohs that, we're, that are discussed in the book of, of, of Exodus. So Seti believed that the people of God were a security threat. And so he needed to secure the uh, northeast of frontier. He thought that uh, the people of God, if there was ever threat from an invader or invaders, that the people of God there would join them in order to overthrow uh, his kingdom. And so he was insecure about what was going on under him. Uh, and so that's why um, he told the uh, the midwives said, look, uh, when the Hebrew women give birth, I want you to throw the male children, the male babies, uh, toward the Nile. Uh, the female children you can allow to live, but destroy the male children. And uh, these midwives were faithful to God, and they disobeyed Pharaoh. And God blessed them. Now, just listen to how hard... This trial they faced, and they chose to trust that God would bless them and take care of them, that God would watch over them. They chose to trust God. And in this difficult period, uh, the deliverer uh, was raised up. And so... He, the deliverer, would be raised in, in, in Pharaoh's own house. I love the way God does things. And uh, there's this gr- uh, great and prolific uh, so-called atheist, agnostic uh, in, in, uh, in the West. And so he just wrote uh, these books about atheism and how God does not exist. And he wrote these terrible things. And so uh, when he died, uh, the the first printing press was set up in his house and uh, which printed the, the Bible. So, you know, people don't last long, but God is eternal. And so God can wait. And uh, because Man gets weak, he is frail, and he dies. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 12, we, uh, the writer talks about, he uses the word breath, or hevel, all this breath, just breath. And uh, so this is what God did. And, and so God raised up the deliverer of, uh, and, uh, from slaves, and then he was raised to be a prince of Egypt, who later repudiated uh, that position and identify with the people of God. Think of the risk that that Moses took. Think of that risk. Think of that risk. Think of the risk that Queen Esther took. And if the king did not want to see her 
or he rejected her, she could have been killed right there. Never allowed in his presence. But for such a time as this, she stood for the people of God. What is the risk? Let's investigate the, the, the fear. What is the fear? Jesus said, Jesus said, fear not those who kill the body. And after that, they can do no more. But fear him who can dispose of both body and soul in hell. What's the, what's the fear? So for many believers, that's not even on the table that, that they would give their lives like that for the faith, like Paul did, being beheaded by Nero. Or being, as led tradition says, Peter was crucified upside down. Believers were horrifically uh, destroyed uh, by pagan authorities. The devil did this. The, the, the king, the pharaoh of the cosmos, uh, did this to believers. He, uh, he didn't want the Bible printed. He didn't want the Bible printed. Uh, in languages that people could understand. So uh, he would uh, have believers sacrificed uh, by burning, by beheading, by dismemberment. Uh, believers uh, would be stoned to death, boiled to death, uh, have huge stones uh, tied to their bodies. And they would be submerged in water uh, so that they would drown. Well, they, they, they were very, very creative with the torture uh, and the destruction of the lives of the saints. God saw this. God, God sees us. And Peter writes that judgment begins at the house of God. And I can't remember ever hearing on any of the podcasts that I that I listen to these days talk about this that judgment begins at the house of God and if it first begins with us, what shall you know the, the ungodly and the unrighteous appear? What will happen to them? So there are many threats about us today, and. If God has provided you opportunity to repair yourself, uh, then do so. Then God is blessing you. Because what is he doing? What is, the, what is the Holy Spirit doing? You and I are right now at this moment experiencing the restraining ministry of the Spirit. And that he is holding back the full manifestation of evil that is going to come upon this, uh, this world. And God will allow these judgments to come because God is, God is judging uh, the Gentiles. The times of the Gentiles are coming to an end. Now, what they want to do? Well, they have the great reset agenda. And that is <clears throat> they would not only want uh, some parts of the world, they have cameras on all the corners. 
cards, and, and so they have facial recognition, so they could find you. Now they want to get rid of uh, fiat uh, cash. They want everything electronic. They want to give you a social credit score in order to uh, uh, manipulate your behavior. If you do anything or listen to anything or going with it, do any engaging any activity that they don't want you to do, then uh, associate with people with whom they don't want you to associate. Well, that's going to hurt your social credit score. And if your money is electronic, then uh, you will be allowed so much to spend before it is removed. So uh, now you know why the, the book of Revelation talks about those who uh, you will be able not uh, unable to buy or sell unless you have this uh, the mark of the beast or the number. And so right now they're talking about subcutaneous uh, you know, they want to inject people uh, with this vaccine, with this uh, gene therapy. And so now some of the more, more data is coming out. Uh, I read about virology and viruses a long time ago, but they have been saying about viruses. I've been quiet because it, it would take it would take a long time to explain, but. Uh, when they whip people into a frenzy of fear, uh, why is it always fear? Because they know fundamentally uh, that this always works. You could create uh, a scenario, you can create a narrative uh, within the hearts of people around fear. And there are certain organs in our body that respond to fear, uh, the adrenal glands, and some people uh, today are experiencing extreme adrenal uh, fatigue. Uh, the adrenal glands wear out because of what they have to produce because of the fear in, uh, in, the, in the hearts of people. Read about adrenal fatigue. Let me know what you find. Read about that. Uh, read about uh, your kidneys. Uh, and so I finally saw an article today that said the heart is not the heart is not a pump. In fact, it's a video. And yeah, we we know the heart is not a pump. You never see such language in in old medical textbooks. I, I don't mean Western medicine textbooks. I mean old textbooks on medicine. They never say anything like the heart is only a pump. No. And that's not what the Bible teaches at all. Now, God, uh, through Moses, addressed Pharaoh seven times, and then God brought in ten plagues. Now, notice we say plagues. And in the last plague, uh, the firstborn in Egypt uh, were taken away. And at that point, the devil that is, i.e. Pharaoh, uh, released God's people. But notice how he held on to the people of God. He would not just release the people of God. God had to go in as a divine warrior, and he had to fight for the release of his people. 
Now, these plagues that God unleashed on Pharaoh, that is, kingdom of double distresses, are the, the very plagues that God unleashed on Pharaoh are the very plagues that you read about, that one reads about in the book of Revelation, the same ones, the very same ones. And the devil knows God is going to win. To hold that the enemy wants to have on the people of God. And the people of God have got to wake up. And I really don't know what that means, wake up, but the people of God have really got to do some serious thinking about where they are spiritually. Because uh, my Bible tells me that that the prayers uh, of, of the godly, of the spiritual man are effectual. And God blesses, and God moves as we pray faithfully to him. But we must believe. We are spiritual warriors. We are warrior believer priests, and you've got to understand that. Faith warriors, prayer warriors, and these are people, uh, you know, I never read in the Bible where these people thought that what they did for God was a risk or what they uh, moved out to do on behalf of God put them at risk. You never read that language in the word of God. That language is not there. Or or just think of Miriam. Uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon and come upon thee. And the power of the Most High will overshadow thee. And... Uh, you, know, you will bring forth things. And she said, be it unto me. She said to the angel, be it unto me according to thy word. Just think of what could have happened to her under that system. She could have been stoned to death. Joseph could have divorced her. But God went to him and spoke to him, and God explained to him that the child that your wife is carrying is of the Holy Spirit. Think of the faith on his part. Think of the faith on her part. But God chose them out because of their faithfulness. And they believed God. And he blessed them. And God used Moses to deliver his people out from other double distresses. What are your distresses today? What has distressed you? Have you taken it to God? Or allow the enemy to use it as a lash and as a whip to hurt your faith, to harm you? in order to control you. Don't don't give that power to the enemy. Take it to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it with the Lord. Be free. Walk free. Act free. Because it is only when you are free that you can walk by faith and not by sight. 
Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.